Blog Talk Radio. A wonderful good morning to you, good afternoon, and good evening to my friends over there in New Zealand and Australia. Thank you to everybody tuning in. We had a great show yesterday with Gail Thackeray. I enjoyed every minute of it. She taught us a lot, learned a lot. I loved her uh, journey and what she shared with us. And if this is your first time joining us here on The Lion, welcome. Originally, the show was entitled Inside Out, and you can catch some of those archived episodes at Unity FM, or you can just go to iTunes, or um, you can come back here to Blog Talk Radio, and you can hear our discussions. The intention of the show is to bring people and groups of people on that are making a difference on the planet in a good way. And so we tend to have a media that focuses in on negativity and violence and hate and spends a lot of time trying with a storyline to separate us. And my job here on The Lion is to show us that we are not separated, that we are united, and that when we stand in that, that we become a powerful community of like-minded love machines, if you will, because there is only love and love is all there is. And so with that, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to Facebook. You can just put in my name, David Matthew Brown, uh, or you can go to Twitter. My Twitter handle is uh, Revolt from the Heart. And lastly, if you want to get my book, uh, Book of Light, The Heart Opening, you can get it at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and I hope that you can go out and get that. But as always, I like to bring on uh, fascinating, good people on this planet. This is someone that I have gone to know. She is a fabulous, powerful, heart-centered woman on this planet. I love the place where she speaks from and moves from. I love her work as a healer. Uh, Her name is Nadine Kitchener. We're going to talk about her work. She has been reading tarot for over 15 years. She blends intuition, healing arts, and her knowledge of the cards to read the current energies and circumstances. She also has a BA from Boston University in psychology and an MFA in professional writing from the University of Southern California. She is a Reiki master offering soothing, gentle healing sessions. Well, you're probably going to hear spot on the phrase that a lot of her clients use, and I would have to agree with that. She is spot on. She's very good at what she does. I'm excited to have her on the show. Nadine, welcome to The Lion. Thank you so much, David. I'm so happy to be here. I'm honored to be here. Well, well, it's great to have you. And, you know, the first thing that pops in my head, because I know that on my show we tend to get people that are fairly new to this whole um, gamut of love and all that good stuff and are curious about different modalities. So what brought you into what you do now into Reiki and tarot reading? It's a really interesting question because it's always sort of a curvy path that leads you to where you end up. But me, what started, I think I was just born interested in the esoteric. So like by the time I was, I I think we're just inclined the way we're inclined. And so when I was about 15, I remember going to the mall and in the store, I discovered tarot cards and I couldn't believe all the things you could do with them. They had that little tiny book with just like three sentences on what each card meant. And I would like force my friends to sit down and read their cards. And (laughs) mostly they would like tolerate it unless it had to do with a boy, you know, and they'd be interested. But every once in a while I would come across another friend who was really interested in the way I was. And it's like you recognize each other, fellow travelers, like there's something more 
that you want from what that can give you and you don't even understand what it is yet, but that that extra meaning that every event in life brings on all these different levels to yourself. But, you know, I didn't know how to articulate that at 15, <laughs> but I was drawn. <laughs> Same thing, like, the first time I discovered astrology that first I just, I think I was in fifth grade and our math teacher posted, like, all the signs on from a newspaper and I went, everyone's checking their sign, and I was like, oh, no, I'm a Capricorn. I didn't, I didn't like that. <laughs> I was very disappointed because it didn't seem anything like me because they were so ambitious and hardworking, and I didn't, I didn't really care them. I mean, I did okay in school. I did well. I was not like, hand up, me first, really competitive at all. I was definitely like a daydreamy, daydreaming out the window, doodling on my notebook kind of a kid. So anyway, uh, I think from there in college, I would I would put up, pick up and put down the tarot deck a lot and go through phases where I really was drawn to it a lot more. But I would say in terms of seriousness, uh, I lived on the East Coast. So when I moved to California, in Los Angeles, there's really something in the energy of this land, I feel, because not long after, I was working in film, and I just started feeling all these things that were leading me towards healing myself in ways I had never Mm. looked at. I really think there's something in the power of this area that creates that, and it's not always like, ha ha, this is so much fun. It's like hard work. <laughs> as we all know, there's a lot of healing. There's a lot of pain to release from our past that we hold in our bodies and, and in our emotional vessels in ourselves. We just we hold on to patterns and things. And it was like suddenly from working in film and the excitement of being in California, which I always wanted to live in California. I just always wanted to live in California since I was a little girl. And it was a very different experience. It was like sending me very deeply into myself. And I was married at the time. I remember after much struggle and deciding to leave a marriage, I consulted, I got a tarot reading. (laughs) And from this amazing woman, Elizabeth Devise, or sometimes she goes by Elizabeth Ridgway, and she was an astrologer who wrote the Venice Magazine and a Reiki master. And I didn't even know what Reiki was. I, I was so new on the path. I just, I don't even. I think I just discovered yoga like a month after that. I was just, I was fresh, <laughs> green, <laughs> so so ready and ripe to to do all these things. It just felt like I had come home once I had discovered all these spiritual practices that combined, because they felt creative and artistic, yet healing and deep and just very, it just felt like home. So I got an amazing tarot reading from her, and she told me about Reiki and that she suggested a healing for me, which I did, and I was blown away. It was like as if she touched a certain part of, she touched the back of my head, and I remember sobbing really hard like a baby and then it's subsiding like I know like minute and a half later it subsided and she was just going through different parts of my body and obviously she thought I remember all this now like it just happened 
she felt like it was there was so much just under the skin waiting to be released and recommended I learn Reiki that she felt from my astrology chart and my tarot reading and my energy that I had healing energy, which I kind of always knew because I always felt things for people and for friends. Besides having the tarot, I was just sort of inclined that way with animals and very intuitive and just that it felt right. <laughs> so... um I hope this is answering the question I've gone through. Yes, no, it is. <laughs> okay. So from doing the Reiki 1 class with Elizabeth Ridgway and her daughter, Judy, Gigi, uh, a dear friend who, beautiful soul, who I learned so much from both of these women. And um, Gigi passed of cancer a few years ago, so I just want to take a moment to honor her on my oh, Yes. Um, but anyway, they they taught me Reiki. It was the first the first session. It's like they, it, it, I don't know if people understand this language or if it's too weird for them. But they really, what it is is they you get an attunement where you're opened up to healing energies to flow through the crown of your head, through your heart, and out your hands, and that's how you give Reiki sessions. And then there's a few different levels of energy that can travel through you and you learn different techniques. After my first Reiki class, it's also a purification process, which they talk about and they tell you it's a 21-day process that they often call a healing crisis. And I went through one really intensely. I felt so vulnerable and as if I had no skin. Like for a few days, I felt like I could barely leave my house and I was really nervous because I was supposed to... uh, Yeah, supposed to do the the next week and I was going to do the level two and I called Elizabeth and she's like I think you might be okay because she was very practiced in the spiritual world and realms and working with people but I was just brand new and had been doing yoga maybe five months by then and you're when you start doing your yoga you release body that you really are purified to so basically it was like a purifying experience so deep that after that I didn't drink any alcohol, coffee, or anything for about 14 years, not out of addiction, but out of loving the feeling of being so clear and wanting to keep purifying and healing myself and the vessel of my body. And later I've I've integrated now being able to enjoy coffee or a glass or two of wine. But it, it wasn't thought out. None of these things, I have to say, on my personal path have been like planned or sought out, if they come to me, it's almost like I magnetize what I need at the right time and and then it, it kind of builds and grows. So um, basically that's where I learned to, that's where I became a Reiki master and also they were all tarot card readers and this was like the most fascinating part of all was everywhere we went and I hung out with them for a while, especially Gigi. We were good friends and we would go out all the time to cafes and wherever. We always had our decks with us and after a while, (laughs) we were like, you know, the deck girls and, uh, you know, I would always ask her. I would still get readings from them sometimes and then I started noticing that they would call me and say, like, can you pull a card on this or this? And I was so impressed. And I was like, me? 
and they they were like you're really intuitive and so I and started doing that more we did it with each other and I actually can't even remember my first client right now I just somehow it all came together and I started reading cards for people at events at parties individually and doing Reiki sessions and um yeah beautiful so when you when so when people come and see you and you're you're doing tarot right yes and, yes um because you you had mentioned that you were intuitive as well so when people come to you for a reading how does a reading work are the readings long are they short can they be both long and short or i mean are are you picking up on things before they when they enter the room with you or or how does that all what's that process like wow i love these questions um okay uh usually the readings are an hour sometimes people do a half hour and then okay. i have recurring Recurring clients I know will call me like, do you have 20 minutes? That's a whole separate thing. But in terms of like a full hour or half hour, I start feeling things about the person beforehand. I it, It's almost like, especially wow. in person, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter even if we're on the phone or on Skype. It's like I get a rush of so much information from people. In fact, I kind of get it in life all the time, and I have to numb that down a little bit because I'm very sen- I'm like what's called a sensitive or an empath in that I feel a lot, and I've had to like a muscle that you need to learn how to work to control to work better. That's something in me that it's a work in progress all the time. But yes, when right. I do reading, I I just really need the person to either show up in front of me. Or if they're if we're on the phone, I've done tons of readings for people in Italy, all over the world, in different places, and it really doesn't matter so much if they're in front of me or if they're on the phone or Skype. When they're when they are in front of me, I just ask them to hold the cards for a few minutes to get their energy on the deck, and then what I do is I don't. Sep- some people separate the decks and then they take the top ten. Or I just I pull each card individually. I feel each card from the deck, and I trust over and over. But yet, still like a child, I'm amazed. They're like, "Wow!" And they're like, "Oh my God, this is me!" But this is, you know, I I pull each card and then it goes into spread that has the card has a specific meaning. Well, the cards have many meanings to each card. And then the placement has a meaning. And then how that combines is how I do the reading. But on top of that, I feel things around each card. So I might have two people with the same cards and the same placements. And it's a completely different vibe and completely different energy and a completely different thing they're working on. And the cards, they do, they are, let's say, divination in that they are about the past, the present, and the future, and they reveal deeper meanings about all these things and what is coming up and what came to pass. But there's deeper layers that can reveal thought patterns that keep you in certain places. So I like to aim the reading towards evolving the self and growth 
at the same time, like it's combining all these elements all at once, and it it, it really just it comes for each person for what they need to hear. And in some yeah. level, I feel like the oh, thank you. I feel like their it's their soul communicating to them what they need to hear and see, and it's just kind of like through me in the cart. So I'm there. Really, it's their energy telling me what to do, <laughs> which card to pull. And wow, that's my, cool. My challenge has been learning how to, there's no real bad news, quote unquote, that everybody's usually nervous about. But for me to <laughs> really. <laughs> to not I just, I'm sorry, I just had an image of like a couple coming to you, right? And, and they're like, so um, will we be together? And you're like, well, um. It's not really bad news, but no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that, I mean, that happens a lot in terms of not with a couple together, but it happens right. a lot with people individually. For one thing, you know, obviously it's either total excitement that they're coming in about a reading because they've met someone that's new or they want to take it to a deeper level, or if they're asking, there's usually like, well, there's some problems here. And and problems are actually okay if you can get to the root of what what's creating them. Is it yourself? Is it your patterns? Is it the combination? Or is this like just a toxic thing that you have to let go of? And then why can't you let it go yet? There's so many aspects that bring on really deep healing. Every opportunity, every life circumstance and event is an opportunity to heal and grow and become more of who you are. And that's like the beautiful thing. Yeah, that's well, that's a beautiful insight because I just heard something yesterday. There was a, a woman that I heard about that was like a channel. And so I, I turned on like one of her videos, and she was expressing what you were expressing as far as that, she was introducing how people can channel type of thing, that anybody can do it. That was her thing. But it's fa- what I was fascinated with is what you're talking about, and, and, I, and I love the place where you're talking from, is that you know, you're almost like the medium for their soul, right, when you're, when you're picking, picking the cards. And when she was talking about channeling, I mean, there are things that like, it, and, you know, that when we look back an hour from now at our life, like what we were doing an hour from now, that you'll remember, and there's a reason why you're remembering those particular things because your soul has some insights for you. And I found that fascinating. And, it, it's, and you're, you're speaking kind of in the same way, just using different language, that when we come to you for tarot readings, that the soul is using the tarot cards to speak back to you in a different way, in a, in a way that you might not be used to. And is that somewhat what, what you're at, what you're talking about? Yes, very much. That's very beautiful. I do believe we all are intuitive. Obviously, there's different levels of it and levels of interest in being in those realms. Some people really want to live more in the practical realm, and they really do need someone like me to help them connect, be that bridge to what their soul and their heart is really needing to hear right now. And Yeah, but I do think that especially the things that are recalled later from from a reading, either whether people write it down or not, are the things that they really knew always 
anyway, that they have to work on and look at. I mean, I think we all kind of know, so there's no huge surprise. No, I, you know, there's people with my readings, and this is a childlike part of me, but of life that I love because it's, it is magical. It's magical. Transformation is magical because you go from one thing to another thing, and that's like magic. But what's amazing is always seeing people's faces when they're like, wow, this is so, how did you know that? Wow, this is so like what's going on with me or wow, this is so, and it's, and, and I part of it, I join them with the wow, I know, <laughs> I know, it's so cool, I don't know, but it happens every time. So it's just so, it's just like the wonder and magic of life that also can come from a tarot reading because when I have some people who are really going through a hard time, and right. I'll use an example of a, a person who glanced at the reading and her, and what I was feeling was a grounded person and a, and a kind person, stuck in, you know, like kind of a heartbreak, grief, letting go of something. But then as the reading kept going, you know, and the, the horrible thing that the, the guy was, uh, as the reading kept going, it was like, whoa, wait a minute, the mirror must be put in front of this person's face in the most kind way that there is no victim here, you know, except herself to her own pattern of denial and not letting go. Like, So those are some things I get to see over and over about the human condition, which all it does is bring compassion to all of us in places where People have a hard time letting go of things, even if they're not good for them. People have a hard time opening up to a new beginning, even if it's a joyous, exciting one, because it's the unknown. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's so true. And the thing about, that's what tarot readings, you know, like that time after I was getting divorced, I just was reaching out to tarot readings because I really just wanted to know, is everything going to be okay? I don't know anything that my life is going to become. Is it going to be okay? And, you know, and I think a lot of people kind of just need that soothing, and that soothing alone gives people the confidence to make some of those necessary changes, to let something go, or to start that new project or that new book so it gives people confidence like you're not fully alone you feel and we're not alone we have we have guidance around us but sometimes if we can't contact it we feel like this is too much for me to do all on my own and so the tarot card readings or reiki reiki is more about calming the body which then but that's a huge part of healing and it, it it all works together. But anyway, sorry to digress back to the tarot. Sometimes just having the confidence of knowing that these couple positive things are coming, it, it gives you so much belief in yourself that you can take that next step into the unknown. And sometimes you might hear that the relationship that you're really excited about looks like it's heading into some sorrow or some solitude or, you know, it's, and you and it's important to say that gently but truthfully because it's part of someone's past and it doesn't always mean the end of something and it's also learning that the end of something isn't like the most horrible thing in the world because it leads to new beginnings so i hope that's clear 
Yeah, no, it reminds me of the breath, right? Like relationships and relationships with ourselves remind me of the breath that, you know, sometimes the breath is really smooth and expansive and open and accepting. Other times it's tight and constrictive and then you break, you know, then the next breath comes and it opens it up a little bit more. And, you know, so it's like that ebb and flow of the breath that we all experience every day. It reminds me of what you're talking about when you're, when you're reflecting back about tarot and Reiki and the, the work that you do, which is magnificent. And also that's magnificent is people can get, get a hold of you by actually just putting in your, your name.com. So let me spell that for the listeners that are out there. It's N-A-D-I-N-E-K-I-J-N-E-R.com. And you can go there, and it's a beautiful website. You can you can learn about Nadine's work and a little bit of the story about her and the great readings that she does. She's out here in Los Angeles, but like she said, she can work with you in whatever part of the world you're at. Uh, Nadine, I know that we just have a short time here, so I'm going to ask you a question that I ask of all my guests. <laughs> sounds, like I'm, sounds, like, sounds like I'm in Science of the Lambs. Um, the question is, <laughs> if, if you, Nadine, at five years old, was to walk into the room or wherever you are now and see yourself, what would you tell yourself? What would you tell your five-year-old self? Uh, what would my five-year-old self tell me right now or what would I tell my five-year-old self? What would you tell your what five-year-old I, self? You know what? Uh, what would your five-year-old self tell you? One <laughs> or the other? Um, well, what I would tell my five-year-old self is to keep dancing. <laughs> um, right. I, I lo- love to dance ballet, and there was, and to not be so afraid. I was I I had some fears that I feel like it took me longer to get to what I wanted to do. So I would tell I would first of all I would like give her the hugest hug, tell her how beautiful she is. Like um, oh my god, the gifts she has are amazing. They're just not as common in the world as some others. And no. you know like certain things that are more interior like intuition and emotion and feeling and creativity and those things aren't it's, it's not like someone playing soccer on the sports field you know so i would hug yeah. her and value her and tell her that wow those are amazing things beautiful i love that well nadine thank you so much for coming on the line i appreciate you i appreciate the work that you do again if those listeners that want to get a, you know in contact with nadine you just put her whole name down, dot com. So, again, it's N-A-D-I-N-E-K-I-J-N-E-R. Uh, Nadine, you have a blessed day. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Lion. Thank you so much, David. This was really fun. I love your work as well. Thank you. Thank you. We'll have you back soon. Wonderful. That was Nadine joining us here on The Lion uh, next week, we have some more guests coming on. Join us every Wednesday at 11 a.m. here on The Lion. I'm your host, David Matthew Brown. Again, that was our guest, Nadine Kitchener, joining us. Her website is N-A-D-I-N-E-K-I-J-N-E-R.com. Uh, her work in tarot is great, and her work as a Reiki master is exceptional. They're both wonderful. She's a, a wonderful healer to go to. Uh, remember, wherever you are, you are in love. You are sitting in love, and as we eradicate those boundaries to that love which you're sitting in, 
remember that that is the process that love itself is creative. So continue to allow the breath of creation to breathe you, to move you, to inspire you, to create through you, in you, and as you, and just knowing that your life is the immensity of love itself and that as each of us fall back into the awareness that we are, we are all remembering that there is only love, that there is really only love. And that's just not a word or a belief system or faith in it. It is what and who and whose we are. So I continue to bless you and your family, bless this planet with peace and love, uh, knowing that as we move from forgetfulness, both in our media and in our lives, we open up to what is already here, which is peace, love, harmony, forgiveness, joy, creativity, all that good stuff. You yourself are good. You matter. I appreciate you. Keep roaring. Keep shining. God bless you all, and I'll see you back here on the Lion next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. God bless.